I want you at this moment to come away with me to Proverbs, the third chapter, Proverbs 3. We're in a new series, Renewing Your Faith. God, we need our faith renewed. With all that we've been through in the last three years or so, we need our faith renewed. There are many that are not here today, they need their faith renewed. I just want to talk briefly from a thought, God's formula for success. Say that with me, God's formula for success. If you're there, the text is Proverbs 3, verse 3 through 6. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. I love it. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. And so shall thou found favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. If I have truth and mercy, if I have it and it's around my neck and in my heart, he said I will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Can I let y'all in on something? Because of where you position your heart today, God is going to not only give you favor himself, but he's about to give you favor with man. He's going to make man do some things that he don't normally do. He's going to cause man to release some things into your life that man don't normally do. All because you are connected right. Because you have not allowed mercy and truth to forsake you. And so, that's why you find favor and good understanding in his sight. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We know this part. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In some of his ways. Okay, you got to acknowledge him in all your ways. You can't be a sometime in and out and up and down. All your ways you got to acknowledge him. And guess what's going to happen? He shall direct thy path. People who acknowledge God don't have to worry. People who always acknowledge God don't have to fret about things. Worry about how it's going to turn out. Because when I acknowledge God, he's got me all the way. Wait a minute now. If God be for me, who can be against me? God is my divine protector. Thousands shall fall at that side and 10,000 at their right hand, but it shall not. I don't care how much the enemy is forming the weapon, it shall not prosper. And don't fool yourself, all of us in here have enemies. Some of them you know and some of them you don't know. But God said that he'll take care of all of your enemies. When the enemy come in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. 
Do you know that God's got your back? Come on, say it with me. God's got my back. I know he's got your front, but he's got your back too. Because see, your back is that you, things that you can't not see. Things that will come at you that, oh, I didn't know that was coming at me. God said, I got you. Hallelujah. And so he's going to direct our path. Which way am I going? God said, I got you. I got your, I'm the best GPS you could, you'll ever have. Say, so you can't get no better than this. I know every turn. I know every alley. I know every street. I know every road. I know every hill. I know every mountain. I know every valley. I know it all. And he said that he will direct our, not just one path. Look, look at it again. It's got an S on it. Pass. So whatever path you take, God said, I'll direct you. Oh, I'm loving God already. And you know, this week, it's been a, been a trying week for me. Hallelujah. But that's all right. It's okay. Everybody have their time. You know, I normally give him say, you know, I feel unusually good today. You hear me say today. But I'm just saying that, you know, uh, yeah, this is a trying week for me. I had that sciatic nerve thing going on this week. Hallelujah. And you know, you know, you know, I done had it with the, 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 the nerve in the neck thing. And I had the, the, the other one, the, the pain in the, you know. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I understand now when they tell people you are pain in the neck and you're pain in the behind. Yeah, nothing but a pain. That's what they tell you. Yeah, you know it did. Because when I had that three, oh, three years ago, I had that, that, you know, something, I don't know, I had a pinch, a nerve or something, uh, and, and it, it ran down my neck, all the way down my hand, and this finger right here is still numb, and it's still, I haven't recovered in three years. This finger still numb from that nerve thing. And I, I said, God, now put this here, uh, other thing, don't let it be three years, Jesus. <laughs> we has got to go to church and have church. <laughs> But everybody have their little trying time, you know. But, but, but you, you can't let that stop you. See, when you're an athlete, when you're on the team, and the team is depending on you, you got to learn how to play hurt sometimes. You got to tape that finger up and let's go. If you can still go. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. If the team is counting on you, sometimes you got to learn how to play hurt. And so it seems like some people, they play better when they hurt. Because they already know they're at a disadvantage, so they use everything they can with the, with the, in the area that they're the strongest. So I just want to talk to you briefly about God's formula for success. Everyone wants to be successful. I don't know a person in this house that do not want to be successful. That's why you are tempting to try the things that you do because you want to be a success at it. That's why you sign up for class and go to school because you want to be successful. That's why you fill out the application and get a job because you want to be successful. You take extra training so that you can be a success 
in your craft or on your job. Amen. Amen. I don't care what it is that you do. You want to get better and be a success at it. If you do hair, you want to take, you know, the courses and learn the new things that they're doing so that you will be on the cutting edge when it comes to styling people have. You want to be left doing the one style in the 50s and not graduate and do some more styles. You want to learn the chemicals because you don't want to be burning people's hair out. Amen? So you, you, you want to be successful in your craft. And so, the stress on education for success, we hear that loud and clear. We stress it here at the winning academy. The stress of education so that these little ones can succeed in life. In the hopes of parents for successful children. You send your children to a school, and a private school, public school, or what have you, because you want your child to be successful. You bring them to a Bible-believing church. You bring them to Sunday school and, and, and to, uh, you know, children's church and, and, and Wednesday Bible uh, study so that your child can be a success. Because we all know that, hey, you may try everything you can try, but there's nothing greater than God that's going to keep your children when they're out of your presence. Because we can't be around them 24-7. We teach them what's right and what's wrong. But guess what? They're going to make some decisions when, you, when they're out of your presence. And you hope they make decisions that's favorable for them, favorable for God, and favorable for you. No one wants to get the call. Well, you know, so-and-so made a bad decision. You got to come down here. They're locked up. So the hopes of the parent is for successful children. I don't know anybody that don't want to have successful children. We all do. And I don't care how much they get on our nerves. And I don't care how bad they may act. We know they can act better. And even when they, grow, when they get grown, you say, well, man, look like some of the teaching that I was teaching would have stuck. And you look at them in their, in their grown age and, and, and look like they're still making, you know, childish, foolish mistakes. And you scratching your head saying, but now where did I go wrong? No, you didn't go wrong. It comes a time when everybody got to live by their own decisions. Life is choice driven. You got to choose this day whom you will serve. There's a devil loose out there just in case you didn't know it. And he wants your little beautiful daughters. He wants your little handsome sons. He want to mess them up. And you know, you know he do because he tried you. You know he does. He tried you. And guess what? He still not. He still, he still haven't stopped trying you. Throw little things out there. Amen. But see, you done made up your mind. You're going to serve God every step of the way. 
There's dreams of youth to be successful. All the youth, they have dreams, you know. They watch television. They watch these people on TV, you know, whether it's sports or whether it's, you know, their uh, little idol, you know, that they see on TV, whether they're an entertainer, actor, actress, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they want to, they want to, they, they look at that and say, hey, that's success. Hallelujah. They have their idea, the youth have their idea of what success is. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you had your idea what success is when you was younger, watching the TV and watching other folk and, and you know, and, and, and seeing all those actors? You just thought you were going to do something that you saw, right? But then reality set in. You met the real life. And you find out that, hey, some of that stuff right there, I don't know if I'm going to do that because I might have to sell my soul to do that. And so we dream of being successful. So I want to start off by asking you what is success? Well, let me first start off telling you what it is not. Success is not financial security. Uh-oh, I'd have messed somebody up already. I'd have messed somebody up already. It is not financial security. <laughs> Mark 8 and 36, look at here. It says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So you see, uh, financial security is not success because if you gain everything in this entire world, you become a trillionaire, right? A quadrillionaire, whatever, septuplicnaire, uh -huh, a duodecimonaire, whatever you become, it will not suffice when you leave this world. So it is not your financial security, you know, and that's what the world tells you, money, 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 money. And watch this. You don't need money to love money. You don't need money to covet money. You don't need money to abuse money. I'm going to tell you why you need money, right? You need money to use it for the glory of God. Now, what is the glory of God? Helping other people. Seeing a need and meeting it. Because some of us, that's the only thing that's keeping us from meeting some of the needs that we have seen is that we don't really have all the provision that we need. Right now, if you had all the provision that you need, if you saw a need, you would meet it instantly. You wouldn't have to even think about it. You have to, well, let me pray about it. You don't have to say nothing like that. So it's not financial security. So get that out of Well, you know, I haven't lived life because I didn't have this and I didn't have that. Some of you all sit up in here, you're rich and don't even know it. Because rich is not the accumulative of things that you have. 
You're rich because of what God said about you. And that's why he said, let the poor say I'm rich. Because it's not about the things you have and the have nots. It's about what God says about your life. See, I'm rich because I go home and sleep at night. I'm rich because I can have a good laughter without looking over my shoulder. I'm rich because I got life, life health, and strength. Are y'all hearing me here? I'm rich because God provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Whatever I need, God say he'll need me to. Hallelujah. Some of you are rich because you're married to the person that you got. And God knows you should thank God every time you think. Of, every time you look at them, you ought to thank God for them being in your life. Because if you would have had that floozy that you were looking at, your life would have been a mess. You ought to thank God every time you see them. When you look at them, you ought to just start smiling. And they look at what you looking at. I'm looking at you, how God done blessed me. Because I know I, I don't know how to do this. But God gave me somebody that loved God. And if they can love God, they love me. Come on, fess up. Some of us, we're not easy to love. We are not easy to love, but thank God he gave us a person that loved God. And when you got Christ, it makes it easy to love you. Y'all let me know when I'm talking good. I don't love you because you just look good. I know some beautiful fine women, they ain't worth two cents. They ain't worth the salt in the shaker. Hallelujah. Amen. The outward man looks good, but the inward man is full of dead man bones. Darker than a hundred midnight. You're black on the inside. That's not what makes you beautiful. The spirit of a person makes that person beautiful. Some of you need to let go that old spirit of yours and get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that you can really be the woman of God and the man of God that God called you to be. Until then, you're going to be ugly. Because it's your spirit that makes you ugly. Ooh, I bought this $500 dress and you're still ugly. I bought this $1,000 suit and you still ugly. I'm not talking about your features. I'm talking about inside. You can make yourself look good or you can make yourself look bad. You may, it's your choice. Hallelujah. I don't know if y'all ready for me today. So, success is not financial security. Are you following me? But we all know if you would serve God, he promised to take care of you. Are, are, are y'all following me here? See, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, I came to 
that you may have life and life more. I don't care how much the devil comes in and try to, my God, buffet you and make your, make your household a disarray and everything like that. If you got God in your life, he, prom he made some promises to you. He come that you may have life and life more abundantly. If you are in Christ, you're going to have an abundant life. I don't care who don't like it. Come on, let's make the devil man say, I have an abundant life. Come on, say it again. I have an abundant life. Tell him I got joy, unspeakable joy, and it's full of glory. Now that's what we have. That's what we have. Hallelujah. I know somebody ain't on your road ain't moved yet, but they don't understand what we're saying in here. We got God in our life. So right, say I got, I got God. That's right. Got Him in my life. That's what makes me a success. God makes me a success. I don't even make myself a success. God makes me a success because He said that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I got royal blood flowing through my veins. I am somebody, not because I say I am, but because God said I am. If you don't like my successful life, take it up with God. Hallelujah. Take it up with God. If you don't like my successful life, take it up with God because I'm going to be dancing while you talking to God. You got to learn how to dance in the devil's faith. You got to learn how to dance in the devil's faith. You got to learn how to dance in the devil's faith. You don't know how to dance in the devil's face. we're going to be dancing while the devil is talking. And you already know with all that you've been through and God brought you out of it, you should be dancing right about now. You should be lifting your hand right about now. You should be shouting with the top of your voice, glory, hallelujah, because the devil didn't get his way, but God blocked it. God blocked it. God blocked it. Every time he blocks it. If the devil had his way, he would have killed most of us in here. But listen, we was too anointed. And when you anointed, my God, you won't slip right out of the devil's hand. He cannot hold you because you've been anointed by God. Get somebody air fire say, I've been anointed by God. Hallelujah. You can't handle this. You can't handle me. If God be for me, who can be against me? You can't handle me. God said he's the first and the last. Hallelujah. Before I get into thing, God done already went and, and, and scoped it out. Before you even enter into a test or trial, God done went before you and scoped it out. And then you head into it. God already saw you coming out while you heading into it. And guess what? He saw you coming out all right. Look down your and say, I'm coming out all right. No matter what I'm headed for, I'm coming out all right. Hallelujah. 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 Look down your row and tell everybody, you coming out all right too. 
Act like you're pulling on them and say, let's come on out of that thing. Come on, let's come on out of this thing. We, we, listen, we're going to make the enemy real mad up in here. Hallelujah. I feel like dancing right now. While the enemy talking, I'm dancing. While the enemy telling lies, I'm dancing. While the enemy faking, the, you know, I'm dancing. I see you over there, sis. Just, just dance in his face. That's right. Just, that's it. Just dance in his face. Hallelujah. See, you're going to be thinking about this message later on. You're going to be in your kitchen. Hallelujah. Frying chicken. And you're going to be dancing because you thought about, hey, hallelujah. While he talking, I'm dancing. Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me in here? You're going to be getting ready to take your shower. Got the water running. You think about how God done refresh your life. You're going to be dancing before you get in there. Won't you get on in the shower with the hot water going out? I, wait, I got to get that dance on before I... So number two, number two, let me get on through here. Fame and popularity are both fleeting. So you got to understand, I don't care how much fame you get, it don't mean anything when it comes to success. You look at all these famous folks and their life is just a mess. I don't have to have fame in order to be successful. And watch that popularity. Listen, we would want everybody to like us. And you got that congeniality thing going on. But just because you're popular, that don't mean that you're successful. There's still folk that don't like you with your popular self. And just because you got all that fame and everything, that don't mean that you, got, you know, that don't mean that you are successful. That's going to pass away. 1 John 2 and 17 says, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Y'all see that? So that other junk got to pass away. That stuff is fleeting. Fame and popularity. You got, listen, that's the stuff that a lot of time got us in trouble. Trying to be popular in school. Trying to be famous. Trying to do stuff for everybody can see. That's what got us in trouble anyway. And so if you want to be successful, he said that in the world passes away and the lust thereof, you got to get rid of the lust and you got to get rid of all that worldliness so that you can be, you can get in the will of God. So all that worldly stuff got to pass away, all that lustful stuff that you think that you are, that's not love. You thought, oh, he just, I, no, 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 no. You got to get rid of all of that stuff because that's not success. Amen. And many of us just got to clean up our lives. Ken Spiritual, they sang that song. I got to clean up what I messed up. Ah, I started my life over again. Yeah. Where's my band at? Uh, well, I messed up. I started my life over again. What do you say? Uh, 
I made up my mind, I ain't lying no more. Uh, Cause a liar and a cheater can't make it through the door. I gotta clean up uh, where I messed up. Y'all, y'all know that. Started my life over again. Yeah, I gotta clean up that you do. Well, I messed up. Oh yeah, I'm starting my life over again. Listen, listen, second verse, second verse. Uh, I made up my mind. Going back to church, I'm gonna walk right through the door. I gotta clean up. Uh, uh, well, I messed up. Point at somebody and tell them, say, I'm starting my life over again. Yeah, I gotta clean up. Yes, I do. Well, I messed up. Ooh, yeah. Starting my life over again. Last verse, last verse, we say, uh, I made up my mind. I ain't cheating no more. start all over again hallelujah so number three success is living in the will of God say that with me success is living in the will of God uh, go to first John 2 and 17 again it says uh, and the world and the world passes away y'all see that and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God that's what I want to get he that do the will of God, abide how long? Forever. That's where you want to be. You want to abide in the will of God, ladies and gentlemen. I want to be, say that with me. I want to be in the will of God. I want to be slap dab in the will of God. Right there in the middle of his will. In the middle of it, right? That's what the songwriter said. In the middle of it. All right. Amen. We won't, we won't go there. We just, hallelujah. So how... To have God's direction in all that we do. How can we do that, Bishop? How can I have God's direction in all that I do? Well, I'm going to just do it real quick. But first of all, number one, you got to receive the Son of God. In other words, you got to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. 
So God's formula for success begins with faith. And that's why we're talking about renewing our faith. His formula begins with faith. Say that with me. God's success for formula begins with faith. It begins with faith. So trust equals faith or belief. Now trust in the Lord occurs 152 times in the Old Testament. Uh, equivalent to believe on the Lord Jesus. And so we got to understand that. And then thirdly, success begins with being born again. You got to be born again. Look what he said with Nicodemus in John 3 and 3. Jesus answered said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, see unto thee, except a man be born again and, be, and he cannot be, uh, see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. Now, you know, I used to wonder what that water and of the spirit is, but some of you all didn't notice, but the water there is the word. You got to be born of the word and of the spirit. It's a big S. They're talking about the Holy Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so Nicodemus, if, if, if you want to be successful, he needed salvation. That's it. If you want to be successful, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be saved. Why? Because God promised to take care of you. And God keeps his promises. And many of you all can testify now, it was God that has been keeping you all this time. Some stuff you had, you got healed from it, got delivered of it. Right? Now, he was religious ruler, but he was lost. And we got a lot of folk in our city, they, they got clout, they got this position, they got on this board, they got, they got all that, but they lost. And so beginning at the beginning, you got to receive Jesus now. John 1 and 12 says, but, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become, what? The sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So all you got to do is believe on his name. You receive him, God say he'll give you the power to become born again. And so the next thing you got to do, hallelujah, Number one, we said that you have to receive the son of God. Number two, you got to read the word of God. Say that with me. I must, I must. read the word of God. That's what we got to do. We got to read the word of God. You can't lean on your own understanding as we read there in Proverbs. You cannot lead to your own understanding. Human understanding is limited and, and often faulty. So we cannot lead on our own understanding. No matter how smart we think we are. No matter how much we think that we have matriculated and everything else. We cannot lead on our own understanding. Our learning has not brought key answers to our life. So you got to take your jacket off and tell me. Yeah, I'm going to take my jacket off and tell you this. So I'm about to get hot up here. I'm already getting a little hot. Uh-oh, I got caught on something. Yeah. Uh, our learning has not brought key answers to our life. Learning has informed you to make life a little easier because of what you learn. But it has not brought the main the key things to our life. Now watch this. You can be educated and still miss truth. Yeah. 
we got more degrees in here than the thermometer. Got one myself. Many of us done been to school and everything else, but matriculated and just, you know, some of you just graduated summa cum laude and, you know, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. And, and, and you graduated, uh, uh, you know, uh, cum laude, hallelujah. And some of you all graduated, thank you, laude. Needless to say, you graduated. Amen. Okay, what you say? I still got my stiffy. Okay, I got it. I got it. But to be educated, you can still miss truth. Now watch me now. Second Timothy three and seven. Look what it says: Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Some folks they still in school and ain't learned nothing. You're learning more, but you still do not have truth. And a person that a person that is a uh, you know a professional student, all they do is go in one school, out of one school into another school, but they never come into truth. So you can be educated and not have truth. What is educated, bitch? You know what I'm talking about. So I gotta have truth in order to be successful. Because you cannot get promoted, you cannot grow, you cannot succeed, you cannot excel in life off of a lie. A lie will pull you way down. More you think you're going forward, you're living a lie, you're going down. But the truth makes us free. And whatever truth is, no matter what they say about you or try to mess your life up, you're going to still operate in truth and you'll end up on top every time. So the Bible gives us God's view of life. It imparts wisdom. Psalms 119 and 99. It gives understanding. Psalms 119 and 104. It brings light. Psalms 119 and 130. It builds faith. Romans 10 and 17. You can read those later. But here's the thing that you need to know. And I'm coming close to the end. No success apart from applying God's word to life. You'll have no success. If you don't apply God's word to your life, success will escape you. You got to apply God's word to your life. You cannot live this life on your own. You frustrate yourself. You, you bring all kinds of anxiety and all kinds of mishaps and all kinds of headaches and everything else when you're trying to figure it out and work it out yourself. You need God in every one of your decisions. Because your decision that you made today may seem good and it look good, but in the long run, that was not the right decision. On surface, yes, that was good. But in the long run, 
it did not help you out at all. And so we got to apply God's word if we want to be successful, ladies and gentlemen. And then finally, we got to recognize the hand of God. Well, one more though. Recognize the hand of God. In all of our ways, the Bible says acknowledge him. Right? In all of our ways, we got to acknowledge him. Hey, from here on out in life, I need you to acknowledge God in everything that you do. You know, you go, out to, you go out to dinner. Don't be afraid to acknowledge God by bowing your head and pray. When I go out, when I go out to lunch with non-believers, I say, you don't mind if we pray, right? It's oh no, go ahead, go ahead. You know, they already, I said, hold on, hold on. I said, you don't mind if we, you know, I just want to pray. I don't know what they were doing back there in the kitchen. I do not know what they were doing in the kitchen. They've been out there playing with your food, using it as a hockey puck, and, you know, woo. Steak sliding all across the floor there. Huh? Huh? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We got, we, got, we got to pray over this. Amen? So recognize the hand of God. God is at work in all events in our lives. You got to teach your children that. God is at work in your life. You didn't get this job just because you cute. God is working in your life. You didn't get promoted because you knew everything. God is working in your life. You didn't finish at the top of your class because you all of that in the back of chips. God is working in your life. The Bible says all things are of God. Look what 2 Corinthians 5 and 18 says. And all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You see that? So God has given us uh, this is this ministry of, of, of bringing people back to him. After God has pulled us out and brought us in. Now he's given us a ministry to pull people out and bring them in. Are you following me? So these things are of God because it started with him. Because he it says it's by Jesus Christ huh, who has given us. What we have, God gave it to us. You didn't just was born, you know, with all the stuff you have. God gave it to you. Out of the six billion people that's on this earth, don't you know you could have been somewhere else? When we think about how good we have it, if you only, you know, if you only make Six thousand, six six thousand, twelve thousand dollars. You you up in the higher eighty five percent of people being rich in this world. Therefore, who have to go to bed at night have go to bed nothing. They wake up the next morning uh, to live to get in a dumpster. Dumpster diving to get stuff to eat. Got to go out and hunt 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 for hunt for worms. It's a delicacy. And here you are, your spoiled self. Waste food every week. I forgot I had that in there. Trade places with somebody else. They won't forget they got it in there. Look at your refrigerator. I don't want that. 
I want me something else. Why y'all getting quiet on me? You know you're rotten. You know you're rotten. God has just been so good to you. We throw away more food than other folk ever, you know, uh, eat. Just throw, just throw away everything. Some of y'all, we went, went by your house, you know, forgot, just took one bite out of it, and now you don't put it in the trash. Hallelujah. Just so wasteful. And then we, we let our children be wasteful. I don't want that. Okay. Hallelujah. We, we, listen, four people in the car. Little Junior, he want to go to McDonald's. And little Sweetie Pie, she wants to go to, you know, uh, she want to go to Chick-fil-A. And then you got Mama, she don't want that. And Daddy said, I'll just get me a sandwich at the house. Now, you got four different people. Why can't we come together and say, listen now, we ain't going to be wasting all this gas. Gas too high as it is right now. Now, we're going to settle on one place, and then we'll go to another one the next time, and then don't down the line. How about that? I, I, I want this now. That's what they tell you. I want it now. And here you go, okay, well, I, I guess I'll go over there and get you. Oh, I wish to God they would let us you would let us do something like that. When we were coming up, boy, they, you, you act like you want to ask to go somewhere different. They just look at you. Now I know you I know that's not the words coming out of your mouth. How you fix your mouth to say something like that? Well, I was just thinking, that's the problem. You're not paid to think. But we got them little cute little boys and girls and we just, well, just go ahead and let them have it. And you know what friend later told him last week? He said, I, I, I can't put up with that. She talking about, you going to get this fist. I said, babe, you can't, you can't do that no more. When we got home, I told her, I said, you can't do that no more. You can't do that no more. I said, you old school. You can't do that no more. You can't be talking about no fist with the children. You can't be no fist no Somebody might be here from the, you know, downtown there. <laughs> uh, they be inspecting us and stuff. They heard your message. <laughs> and then she went on and brought it in and said, nah, well, you ain't going to have that tone with me either. Amen. Mm. You know, children get their get parents to death stare. You know, you, you try to stare at them, they're like, And, and you know, if we ever tried that to stick our lips out like that. Now, I'm just talking about years ago. I know y'all don't do it now. Amen. But they would just slap us right in the mouth. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, pow. Now, get on out of grown folk business. What kind of folk did we have back then? Today they would call them abusive parents, but then they call them, they, 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 your mama love you. Yeah. 
Your daddy loves you. Amen. Why are people not showing love like they used to show love? I know y'all don't do spankings no more. I forgot. Y'all, y'all don't do spankings no more. I forgot. Y'all don't do that no more. Amen. We don't, grandparents don't even spank no more. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to handle all this. I just don't know. I'll, y'all, y'all come up with a better way, but look like this talking ain't doing nothing. This time out ain't, ain't helping. Because when you count, they start counting. You say one, they say one. You say two, they say two. You say three, say three. And after three, they said, now what you going to do? <laughs> Hallelujah. Any, any of y'all got the death pinch? Did y'all, anybody ever get the death pinch from your mama or your grandmama? You know how when they grab you up under here? And they grab it and they twist it? You, you, ever, got that, you ever got that death pinch? It looks like they leave a bruise mark right there, up under, right up under there. A bruise mark right there. And my grandmama used to say, come over here. She'd grab her by, by her head, and she'd get that knuckle right there. Gnaw you in your head. Man, that like that. Oh, Lord. But my head ain't shaped right today. <laughs> Let me go ahead and finish it. Y'all messing with me. Hallelujah. So all things work together for the good, Romans uh, 8 and uh, 28. He says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are what? Called according to his purpose. All things work together for good when we love God. He said, to them that love God. You got to become a God lover. Things going to work together for you. I don't care how bad it looks, it's going to work for you. I don't care what they say about it, it's going to work for you. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, he's working some things for your good right now. See, I know you came to church, some of you all a little heavy. But y'all help me on this one. Look down your road and tell them, say, God, working it out for you right now. Now ask him, did you receive that? He's working it out right now. And so then finally, we got to be able to see God's hand in everything. Got to be able to see God's hand in everything. Who was the brown boy? Said, God's got his hands on you. So you got to understand that God's got his hands on you. Right? And he'll see you through. If you crying, just hold on, the songwriter said. You just got to just hold on. Just lift up your hands high, for he will provide. Just know that he has his hands on you. So I'm going to end this up today. Conclusion. Our part in this unfailing success formula. Because if you use God's formula... You will not fail. Number one, we must begin with faith. Say that with me. I must begin with faith. Number two, we must make choices in faith. Say that with me. I must make choices in faith. 
And number three, we must dare to take steps of faith. So everything that you, you do or need is connected to your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is the principal thing, you know, and I'm telling you, and all I get in, I'm telling you, you listen, God is going to act on your faith. Faith is the thing that's going to connect you to the success that you need in life. And I don't care how hard it looks. If I do my part. If I begin with faith every time, no matter what I'm faced with, it looks like it's a hard task, but I begin with faith. God, I believe I can do it. Nothing too hard for God. I know that it looks like it's very, this mountain is very challenging, but I can climb this mountain. And I'm going to make choices in faith. I'm not going to make choices on how, you know, my feelings. I'm going to make choices in faith. And then I'm not going to let anybody hold me back. I'm going to take the steps, the necessary steps that I need in order to walk by faith. So when people ask you, how did you get where you are? How did you move so far, uh, advance so far, so fast? It's because I dared to step out in faith. It was faith that got me where I am. It was faith that kept me on the job when other folk were getting uh, released. When other folk were getting fired, when other folk were getting let go, it was faith. When the, when, when, when the company was downsizing, they told me, don't worry about nothing. Why? Because I took the necessary steps of faith to do what I was supposed to do and not goof off like everybody else. But by faith, I believe that God going to take care of me. Are you following me here? This week alone, you ought to take the necessary steps in faith to move further than you ever gone before. Quit sitting back and saying, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm scared. And I don't know if I, if I jump out there, then it might not work. No, don't start that. We're not starting that right here. Uh-uh, not when I serve the God that I serve. If I take this step of faith, it is by faith that I'm going to win this battle. Hallelujah. Now, I don't have to see it because I don't see the faith in the, with the natural eye. But I see it to the response of my action. I see what I believe when I started here. As I begin to step out and walk, it's not very long before I see what I saw here. But when I started here, I didn't see what I saw there. But by the time I got there, I saw that, hey, when I said it here, God had it waiting for me when I got there. But I had to start moving first. Well, you got to get up off of your stool and do nothing and start moving forward and get my God, make those steps of faith. And my God, when you turn around, you say, God, I thank you. You have brought me this far by faith. So in these years to come, in these months to come, these days to come, God is going to increase your faith. Don't you worry about how it's supposed to look and don't you worry about how it's supposed to turn out. It's going to turn out just like God said. It's going to work just like God said it's going to work. You're going to have what God said you can have. You're going to be what God said you can be and you're going to do what God said you can do. Why? Because God has already worked it out. Somebody lift their hand and say, it's already worked out. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor it's already worked out. Yes, yes, yes. It's already worked out. Then God's got his part. 
And the Bible said that God said that he shall direct their paths. I don't know how many paths you got, but God says he's going to direct your path. It, this is the successful living. Yes, God wants you to have the successful living. Now, knowing God's will and doing it. Yes, that's what I want. I want to know God's will, but not only know it, but I want to do God's will. Uh-huh, point your hand down that road and say, let's do God's will. Uh-huh, and having the leading of God every day. I don't know about you, but I, I feel safe in his arms uh, when he leads me every day. He leads me by the still waters, uh, and he, my God, he walks with me, uh, and he talks with me, uh, and he tells me that I am his own. Uh, and so I'm glad today that he leads me every day. Uh, and so God will, I say God will come through. Uh, how many know that he will come through? I'm about to take my seat right now, but I want you to know that your God will come through. And if God will come through, will you come through? I want you to come on through this week. I don't want you to sit back and say, I don't know how things are going to end up, but that's not your department. Your department is to produce faith. Your department is to step out in faith. Your department is for you to talk about what God has already said. He done already told you that you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. And if God done already made you somebody, you cannot hit listen to the naysayers and listen to what they are trying to tell you that is not going to happen. Well, it might not happen tomorrow, but I got next week. It may not happen next week, but I got next month. Can you say amen? But the Bible says, in the fullness of time. Anybody know what that is? In the fullness of time. At the right time. Tap somebody say, at the right time. At the right moment. God will. He will come through. I can see the Lord coming through. What about you? Can you see the Lord coming through? He's going to come through for you this week. He's going to come through before the month is ended. Can you say amen? I don't know who you are, but you need healing in your body. God told me to tell you that he's going to come through. Can you say amen? He shall come through just for you. Can you say amen? I don't know what kind of trouble you got in your household, but I come to tell you that he's going to come through. He will come through just for you. Can you say amen? If he can heal the blinded eyes, he can heal your body. If he can heal the deaf ears, he can heal your body. If he can heal the dumb that cannot talk, he can heal your body. Can you say amen? I'm glad today that I got the formula. I'm glad that I'm saved and sanctified. I'm glad that he took my life, molded and shaped it, and made it into something. When everybody said I'll be nothing, can you say amen? Won't you know this, that you and God, you are the majority. Look at somebody and say, God and I 
majority. I don't care if you think you're by yourself. But if God is backing you up, don't you back down. If God is backing you up, can you shout yes? Yeah! Y'all hey, hey. have a good day now. Y'all don't want me out now. Hallelujah to God. I want you to maintain your faith and keep your faith intact. Don't let the devil rob you of your faith because your faith is all you have. Can you say amen? You can have my car and you can have my clothes because I can buy another car and I can buy some more clothes. You can have my house because I can get another house but you cannot have my faith. Can you say amen? Because without faith, I cannot please God. And I, 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 I got to please God. Tell somebody, it's critical that I please God. It's important that I please God. I got to please God every day of my life. Shout glory. Everybody standing. I got y'all done had enough. God's formula for success. My God, God's formula for success. It's real simple. It's real simple. Just make God first in everything. 